Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Thursday. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN on social media across all forms of social media, as well as any podcast platform that you listen to. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's all free. Just hit the subscribe button. That lets you know when new content is available when it comes to battery power covering the Braves. Of course, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of the shows that I have been looking forward to the most this season so far. A complete and convincing victory for the Braves to start off the month of June. That's what Wednesday afternoon was in Arizona in the desert. The Braves were dominant. A 6 to nothing win over the Diamondbacks. And, and here's the biggest takeaway of all for me. And what makes this victory a bit different, what gives me a bit of hope when it comes to this Braves team, despite the inexplicable loss that they had on Tuesday night, which we've seen time and time again this season so far. But what is encouraging and gives me a bit of hope is that this Braves team didn't let it impact them. The offense truly seems to feel as if it's found its groove. This offense seems to be at a level as a collective unit that it's not been in yet this season. It seems to be in a consistent, productive effort right now that we've not seen so far this season. Despite the loss on Tuesday night, the offense did its part to put the Braves in a position to win. And it rolled right over into Wednesday where the Braves once again got the job done, highlighted by a three-run home run by Austin Riley. So the Braves getting this win to start off the month of June. Again, they lost the series, a series that they should have won. There's no reason why the Braves lost on Tuesday night. But the fact that they were able to bounce back in such a convincing fashion and win on Wednesday, to me, that stands out as a big positive. And and I'm not just meaning this to just, you know, find a positive. I'm not meaning this as a stretch to, you know, shed light on an overall negative situation. I truly do feel that this is a, a true sign that this team is in a better spot than it's been, at least offensively, so right now than it has been at any other point 
this season. But while the offense will be the discussion, and it should be, the offense had a very good series, in my opinion, in Arizona. Though in game one of the series, they struck out a few times with runners in scoring positions. The Braves put together two very good offensive games on Tuesday and Wednesday, on Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon. But the other key takeaway was once again, Kyle Wright. Now, Wright was a bit wild in this game against Arizona, but you could call it effectively wild if you want to. Six innings pitched, five walks, but five strikeouts, three hits, no earned runs. Kyle Wright once again going at it with the Braves to allow for them, you know, again, I one consistent thing that I look for out of the starting pitching, can the starting pitching consistently put the Braves in a position to win? Well, that is exactly what Kyle Wright did. But not only that, he wasn't necessarily as dominant in this start as he was earlier in the season, but he was effective enough to where the Diamondbacks offense never could really get into a rhythm. And Kyle Wright continues to make a bit of history. Now, Kyle Wright has now completed 10 starts to begin the 2022 season. There have been 107 times in the history of the Braves franchise, which in recent memory, basically over the past quarter century to three decades, you know, it's hard to argue that the Braves, another MLB team, has had more pitching success than the Braves. But in the history of the Braves franchise, at least since 1901, there have been 107 times in which a Braves pitcher through through 50 or more innings, through his first 10 starts in a season, through 50 or more innings and had a 2.50 ERA or less. There's been 107 times that a Braves pitcher has done that. So Kyle Wright doing it, that's that, you know, it's not something rare. Plenty of Braves pitchers had have had less than a 2.50 ERA through their first 10 starts in a season while throwing 50 innings. But Kyle Wright has 66 strikeouts over that stretch. Only John Smoltz, Chris Medlin, and Denny Lamaster. Yes, that Denny Lamaster, all the way back in 1963. Only four Braves pitchers have more strikeouts through their first 10 starts in a season while also having an ERA of 2.50 or less. Only four, three Braves pitchers have more strikeouts in that scenario than Kyle Wright. So when you combine the overall effectiveness that Kyle Wright has shown so far this season with the ability to miss bats, with the ability to get strikeouts, you've not seen that much in Braves history, especially recent Braves history. And that makes it all the more impressive when you consider where Kyle Wright was before this season, but how consistent he has been so far this season as well. Kyle Wright, to me, truly has been the biggest breakout story for the Braves this year. One of the best breakout stories in terms of starting pitching, at least in the National League, so far this season as well. But it once again shows that when it comes to Kyle Wright, there are layers to his success. It's not only the fact that he's able to win contact is made, he's able to make it effective to where a lot of the batters are putting the ball into the ground. There's not a lot of batters who are making consistent hard contact off of Kyle Wright, but also it's the fact that he's missing bats. So Kyle Wright's start to the season continues to be more and more impressive, and the great thing about it is, is that now we've seen it happen for two months, and he's still going just as strong as he did to begin this season. So the Braves could not have asked for a better start 
to the month of June. Now the hope for the Braves is that the offense will continue to play at a high level as they go to Coors Field and take on the Rockies, a homer haven the Braves hope will lead to wins over the weekend. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. So every season, I, I would venture to say that one of the more exciting series to look forward to if you are a fan of a major league baseball team that does that plays outside of the NOS if you're a fan of offensive baseball of home runs high scoring games what have you i would venture to say that if you're a fan of a team outside of the NOS what of the series each season that you look forward the most to what of the series away from your favorite team's home ballpark is when your favorite team goes to play the Rockies at Coors Field. And the reason why is because even with the regression in overall offense this season due to, you know, the humidors and balls, what have you, it's still always exciting to see teams play in Coors Field. And especially when you're a fan of a team who doesn't play there that often, maybe only once each season. And that's what we are going to encounter as Braves fans when it comes to this weekend with the Braves visiting the Colorado Rockies. Now, in this series, it's straightforward and it's simple. The Braves have every opportunity to get that stretch of wins that I've been talking about in place. If the Braves can win three out of the four games this weekend against the Rockies, or better, three out of four wins, if you want to sweep the Rockies, go ahead. The Braves' offense right now is played at a level to where it has the advantage against the Rockies. We already know the Braves' starting pitching likely has the advantage. You're you're probably going to see Ian Anderson, then likely it's going to be Max Freed, and, and then following that, we're going to see uh, potentially um, Ian Anderson, Max Freed, Spencer Strider, and Charlie Morton as the Braves starters over the weekend. The Braves should have the starting pitching advantage in three, if not all four, games. The big thing is, can the Braves' offense continue to produce at the level that it has in order to be able to support the starting pitching and put some wins in a row. The big key for the Braves is to make sure that they're capitalizing on their big hits. We saw the Braves put together not just singles, and you know, they weren't, I know that they scored on a pass ball in the series against Arizona. It's not, it, it, the thing that stood out about the series against Arizona, especially over the past two days, versus what we've seen in the past, is the Braves were using the extra base hit to capitalize on run scoring. Matt Olson's doubles and his two-run homer, Austin Riley's three-run homer on Wednesday. As a matter of fact, 
before yesterday's home run by Matt Olson, which was a two-run home run to drive in Austin Riley, before that home run, over the previous 10 days, the Braves had hit 12 home runs, but all of them were solo home runs. We talked about it earlier in the season. The Braves had a stretch of nearly two weeks where 16 consecutive Braves home runs were solo home runs. Well, before yesterday's Matt Olson two-run homer, the Braves had hit 12 solo home runs. For the Braves, it's all about getting the big hit with runners in scoring position. And there's no better opportunity to do that than in Colorado. And the thing is, is that Colorado at Coors Field is now, I want to say, 17-13 and on the season. Yesterday, they had a doubleheader against the Marlins, and it was a Jekyll and Hyde performance for the Rockies. Overall, the Rockies gave up 26 runs to the Marlins in the doubleheader yesterday. That's correct. 26 runs in one day were allowed by the Rockies. But they went one and one, and the reason why is because Brandon Rogers had three home runs in game two of the doubleheader, which the Rockies won in extra innings. But before yesterday, the Braves had out-homered the Rockies 17-8 over the previous two weeks. So the point is right now is that, yes, the Rockies are always going to be a formidable formidable offense in Coors Field. And that especially goes for first baseman C.J. Cron, who has had an absolutely outstanding season so far in his own right. But if the Braves' offense can simply continue to play to the level that they have played over the past week or so, the starting pitching should be able to limit the Rockies' offense enough to where the Braves can get three out of four wins. Three wins out of four games. Again, that's much easier said than done. And nothing really has given, and nothing really that's happened this season should give anyone a lot of confidence to expect that. But again, I may be putting a bit too much on how convincing the Braves' win was yesterday. I truly do think that yesterday's win was a great reference point for this Braves team to use as momentum going into this series against the Rockies. Because again, like I said, for the first for the uh, for two thirds of this month, until the twentieth of June, nineteenth of nineteenth or twentieth of June, the Braves will be playing series against teams that on paper the Braves are simply better than. Now, so far, through 13 games into this favorable schedule, between the Marlins, the Phillies, the Marlins again, and the Diamondbacks, the Braves have not played to that level. But, yesterday showed what could happen when the Braves have every aspect of their team played to the level that they can. The Braves could put together a few more games like they played on Wednesday over the weekend against the Rockies. Now you've got some momentum going as we head further into June, and you certainly hope that will allow for this Braves offense to continue to produce as it has. Austin Riley has been incredible. Matt Olson, hopefully at Coors uh, Coors Field, a couple of his doubles, swings, will actually lead to home runs. 
Not that there's anything wrong with Matt Olson's productivity for much of the season. You just hope that some of those doubles eventually start landing his home runs. But this Braves offense is a lot of fun to watch right now. And with creating scoring opportunities and converting those scoring opportunities into runs, you get consistency in clutch situations. And that's what builds confidence. I meant to have a lot of alliteration in that last point. But the point is, is that with the Braves offense performing as it has over the past week or so, this Braves team should have plenty of confidence both in its lineup and its starting pitching going into this series against the Rockies. And hopefully, it'll translate to a three wins in four games or better result for this Braves team. They're certainly capable of doing it. I think the offense will do its part. I think the starting pitching will do its part. Can the defense and the bullpen also do their parts? It's much better for the Braves to have ended the series like they did against the Diamondbacks than the alternative as the Braves now have a bit of momentum going into this series. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully Ronald Acuna Jr. will be back to health and he'll be, we'll be able to see him perform well at Coors, Coors Park, Coors Field. I always get that mixed up. At Coors Field, it's going to be a lot of fun to see the Braves offense on display in one of the better hitters' parks in the majors. You just have to hope that the pitching for the Braves lives up to its potential as it is truly where the Braves have an advantage in this series. And we'll be with you to cover it when it comes to the Daily Hammer. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find the Daily Hammer Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com. At Battery Power SBN and at Battery Power on all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.